Side Hustle Show 313. This is Making Money in Your Sleep by Blogging About Sleep. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because starting small is better than not starting at all. Do you remember a couple months ago on the show, I was chatting with Alan Donegan from popupbusinessschool.co.uk, and he told the story of one of his students kind of getting frustrated with the business idea generation process. Like, what am I excited about? Well, I just really like sleeping. What have you got for me? And then he mentioned another one of his students who actually started a mattress review blog and now makes a full-time income from it. How do you make money from an interest like sleeping? Well, there's one way to do it and somebody who's making it happen. So of course, I had to reach out to Kieran McRae from thedozyowl.co.uk to get the full story. The site is just a couple years old and Kieran took it full-time about a year into it on the back of his affiliate commissions, promoting and reviewing mattresses and other sleep-related products online. Stay tuned in this episode to hear how Kieran came up with the idea for the site, how he creates the content, and how the business works in terms of monetization without a server-shattering volume of traffic. Notes and links from this episode, plus the free downloadable PDF highlight reel with all of Kieran's top tips from the call are at sidehustlenation.com slash Kieran. It's K-I-E-R-A-N. This episode actually kicks off a little series we're doing on online business and blogging, which will feature several different revenue models because there are tons of unique ways to build income online. A common denominator, though, is that everyone has a website to point people to as their home base. Now, if you don't have a website of your own yet, I encourage you to check out my free course on how to get yours set up quickly and inexpensively at sidehustlewebsite.com. As my business and family have grown, and maybe this is just me getting older, I realized more than ever how fast time flies by and how it truly is our most important asset. So when I find tools and hacks that save me time, that's a major win. And one of those tools that I rely on is our sponsor, FreshBooks.com. Inside the FreshBooks cloud accounting software, you'll find invoicing, expense management, time tracking, and more all in one place. So you can spend less time on admin and paperwork and more time making real progress on your business. Side Hustle Show listeners can start your 30-day completely free trial today with no credit card required at FreshBooks.com slash side hustle. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Kieran after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. I started my first online business, which was a blog, which is kind of a general kind of lifestyle thing. And that didn't really pan out. But then I learned about affiliate marketing. So through affiliate marketing, I started another site and that was on guitars specifically extended range guitars, so like seven and eight strings. And I was working on that, learning about affiliate marketing. It was going reasonably well. But then I put guitars into Google Trends and saw a massive like downward slope since about the year 2000. So I was like, ah, that's not an uphill battle I want to fight. So I need a new idea. Like, what can it be? I should do something nice and simple, like a need everyone has. Then I thought, sleep makes a lot of sense. Everyone needs it. People tend not to get enough of it. So that's how the site came about. Okay, interesting. What is what is something that everybody needs to do? Everybody needs sleep. Okay, was there any 
keyword research that went into that? Google, similar Google Trends research that went into that? Yeah, absolutely. So I put that into Google Trends first, as opposed to later this time. So sleep was fairly stable going up in searches. And then I started keyword research. I kind of started with just a mind map of everything in the bedroom that you could write about for affiliate marketing. So up like duvets, pillows, sheets. I actually didn't do mattresses initially. I just wrote that off because I didn't think it would be something people bought online. So I got my big list of ideas. And then it wasn't until maybe three or four months later, I was reading an article on entrepreneur.com or something about that, about the online mattress industry and how it was exploding and growing really big. I was like, oh, maybe people will do it. So I then did the keyword research, liked what I saw and branched into it that way. Oh, interesting. So I shouldn't have written it off in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the uh, the domain name. Because it seems like in historically in affiliate marketing, you would want to have something like bestmattressreviews.com. But instead, you've gone kind of a, a broader, more brandable name. Yeah. So I tried to find something like that, like best mattresses, best mattresses UK review. But everything I tried was taken. So I was just kind of trying to think of fun names. It was actually my wife who came up with Dozy Owl. I was sort of brainstorming with her and she was like, oh, what about dozy l i was like oh yeah i really like that it's kind of nice and summative of what the site is about like sleep it's kind of cutesy and nice people will remember it so i just went with it yeah does a does a country specific domain name so it's the dozy does targeting a specific geography like that help you or hurt you i think it helped because i know you can because in the webmaster tools you can set what country you want to target but I wanted it to be absolutely clear that I was targeting the UK. Like I wasn't interested in the US market. So with the .co.uk, because like, I'm in the UK, and I'll Google for things, and I look through the domains to see what one is .co.uk if I'm looking for something relevant, like if I'm looking for a review of like a laptop monitor, I'll kind of scan down to see what .co.uk turns up because I know, okay, that one's relevant to me and won't take me to US Amazon. At the time, I know there's a lot of like geolinking and stuff has got a lot better. So I think it's helped me narrow down for the UK, but has definitely fully excluded other countries as a result. But I'm kind of happy with that as it is. You found that market was big enough to still obviously turn it into a viable business. Yeah. Tell me about creating the content or maybe, so you registered the domain, like what's the first step? So you kind of did this mind map. What happened after that? Yeah, so I had my big mind map. I put it into just a spreadsheet on my computer. So I had all the different products and then best before them because that was the type of affiliate article I wanted to target. So then I started the actual like detailed keyword research. So like best best duvet cover, best sheets, best pillows, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I got keywords everywhere. That's like a free Chrome extension and, and Firefox, I think install that so I can start getting search volumes to see what's viable, what kind of like language people are using. But one thing I quite like to do is I put in, kind of use Google autofill to do the research for me. So I can put in best mattress and then hit space. And it gives me all the results for like the autofill suggestions. So it'll say like best mattress for back pain, best mattress for side sleepers. And that's kind of how I branched out the keyword research. And then beside those, the plugin gives you the search volumes. So I was looking for volumes kind of above one or 200, depending how expensive the product was. Because I knew that would be enough to get reasonable traffic 
to make it worth my time for writing the article. Okay, so this is the Keywords Everywhere Chrome plugin, which if, if you have it installed and you search for something on Google, it will give you an estimate of how many people are searching for that keyword every month. And it'll also give you an estimate of how competitive it would be to try and rank your own website for that keyword. But that's interesting to hear. You're looking for just a few hundred searches per month, like not not really high volume keywords. Mm-hmm. Was the data that it was spitting out geo-specific to the UK as well? Yes, it was UK-specific data I was looking at. Okay. Yeah, it was lower volumes, but I took that to mean that there might be lower competition. It wasn't always the case, but then I could start just kind of getting those locked in as a new website and then build up to bigger volumes and higher. I think the highest ones I target are four or 5,000. Yeah. And this is a free tool. Like I, I just installed this as well, and so I was like, this is a... This is a pretty cool free tool to to look. And it looks like the competitiveness ranges from zero to one. If it's a 0.9, that's a really competitive keyword to target. Did you have ones that you were like, okay, I can't write that article or there's no point in writing that because I'm not going to hit the first page? I kind of ignored that and did my kind of own analysis. So one of the things I looked for for low competition is if there's a, a YouTube video or a forum, that generally means it's going to be easier to rank for because usually those are kind of like place fillers in the SERPs. Like if they can't find anything else, it'll be a forum put in or a YouTube video. Not if there's a video section. So I didn't actually look at the keywords everywhere volume itself. I just go through keyword by keyword and see if those two are there, then I go for it. And if not, I'd kind of look at the other websites and kind of gauge how targeted they were for the specific one or if it's just kind of also been put there, if that makes sense. I've never heard of that before. As a general rule, if there's a YouTube video, that might be that might be less competitive. Yep. And I really love the Google keyword suggestion tool, best mattress space, and then seeing what fills in to fill in some of these either longer tail keywords to try and target or fill in some of the H2s, the header two tags on that article about the best mattresses. Yeah, absolutely. What happened next? Yeah, so after that, it was starting to write content. So initially, I decided... I would write kind of compilative reviews like or consolidative, so I wouldn't purchase the products. I'd just write articles based on the reviews I could find online already. So what I focused on mostly was just trying to add value, but through other ways. So I'd try and keep it entertaining and humorous, because when you're looking for stuff online, like you don't just want a dry, like, here are the facts, like here are the exact specifications you kind of want to be taken through a bit of a story almost, like be drawn in so you're actually... I'd write it so the people get drawn in and engage. So I'd try and make them humorous and then just do lots of research. So I'd read all the reviews, like other people's reviews on Amazon. I'd stick to kind of three-star reviews because five-star and one-star can be a bit biased because people can kind of game the system. But when there's a three-star review, it's generally here are some good things about it, and here are some bad things about it. So I'm giving it a middle rating. So that can be quite useful to gather what people think while they're using it. Because then this method, I get the opinions of hundreds of different people who have tested the product and what they think into a single piece. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were testing these things out yourself. It seems like, especially on the mattress front, a really bulky product, a pain in the butt to try and well, this is going to get delivered. I'm going to have to haul it upstairs. I'm going to have to swap it out for my existing bed. I'm going to have to sleep on it for a week. It, it just seems like really 
tough. So here's the strategy to get around that, compiling the reviews, and this would work for any product, that are already online, focusing on the three-star reviews, adding your own humor and personality to it. Have you had any pushback on that? Well, it's like, well, you didn't test it yourself. Uh, not so far. No one's. I never lie in them. So I don't say I've used them when I haven't. I make a firm point of not doing that. But no, no one's ever mentioned it or noticed, which is good. <laughs> yeah, adding in the, the personality is really key. I was reading some reviews last night for this kid's alarm clock, and it's like this okay to wake, I think it's called, where it turns green to let the kid know it's like okay to get out of bed. And the reviews for these are hilarious. They're like, oh, my child is now a slave to this robotic thing that tells them when he can get out of bed. So creating content along those lines and starting with these higher, not individual product reviews, it sounds like best, what, what do you call it? Like a compilation review, like, you know, there's going to have 10 products on this one article. Yeah, it's a compilation. So it's like, here are a selection of mattresses, say memory foam mattresses. And here's one that's good for each problem you might have say or here's just a bunch of different ones that are all very popular oh and the other thing when writing the content and lots of reviews like that is to focus on what's different between them so say on the mattress every single one had a cotton cover i would need to mention that every time because then it's kind of a redundant piece of information you need to focus on the things that are different between them how long was it before you started to see some some traffic some traction to the site so I started the site and it was in my second month I'd made my first sale, which resulted in about four pound of commission. Nice. Yeah, I was buzzing. And then it was six months when I crossed a hundred pound in a month, then 10 months crossed a thousand pound and 12 months crossed 2000 pound. So it was about six to nine months before things started to really kind of like ramp up and get exciting well i mean that is exciting to to go to two thousand pounds yeah. a month in in 12 months and that's quite a bit of money for for a little part-time project when you're hiring it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire but what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates well now you can with our sponsor indeed it's simple if you need to hire you need indeed the matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash, it's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. 
your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Were you doing anything aside from content creation? Were you doing you know proactive link building or anything offsite to drive traffic or drive backlinks, I should say? I was doing some link building. I mostly focused on guest posting for, I think that's all the, all the, form of link building I did. I had quite a lot of success making infographics and then pitching for guest posts with them. So I'd go on to canva.com. You know, it's the free like graphics design tool. And I'd find one of the infographic templates, decide on a topic, I'd make kind of how-tos. So one of the first ones I did was how to become a morning person, then made five steps with that. Just make a little infographic. Use Pixabay as well to get some free little uh, vector graphics. And then I use that to pitch. I just find different everyone who'd want to be a morning person because there weren't many other mattress related sites accepting guest posts. So I had to go into like the shoulder niches to find like fitness people, business people, those kinds of other audience who still enjoy and need sleep. And it worked reasonably well. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, not finding other sites that are talking about the exact same stuff, but talking to sites that might serve your target customer, people who care about productivity, how to get more sleep, how to be more effective. Okay. Yeah. And the infographic got you in the door. Yeah. There was a good pitch that was a bit different between like, oh, I've made this infographic. I thought you might like it. And then do you want me to send it? And if they said yes, I'd send it. And then offer to write like 300 to 500 words of original content to go along with it as a guest post. Okay. Okay. So not nothing super crazy, just kind of explaining what's in the graphic. Yeah. It was just a, it wasn't the graphic, maybe a bit of like bonus but then trying to write it different every time for different websites. Oh, okay. So you could use the same how to be a morning person infographic on several different sites. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that was the backlink building, the guest posting strategy. What's ringing the cash register for, for this site? Affiliate links. I've got quite a few different affiliate programs I'm with. There's no one that's kind of dominating them all. Amazon's quite a small part. That's maybe 20% of my revenue for it. So then I've got, I think, maybe eight other affiliate programs that I work with individually. So it's little pieces from each of them all bring it together. These are for specific mattress brands or specific retailers of mattresses in the UK? Both, yeah. Some of them are direct with the brands. There's a couple of retailers. Did they already have affiliate programs set up or did you have to say, hey, um, I want to I want to sell your thing. Could you make me a referral link or something like that? Well, luckily, they all had affiliate programs already. I used uh, AWIN, Affiliate Window. They have all the different affiliate programs from different companies, and they're like the middle person between the companies and the affiliate sites. So a lot of people were registered with them, so I could... Sure, sure. That's like a commission junction or an impact radius or a share of sale. It's yeah. Affiliate Window just happened to have a lot of the, the mattress sellers. Yeah, they had a lot of the sleep-related products. So just on there, I can... What's a typical commission on something that big and bulky and, and heavy to ship? That's sort of 4 to 10% is kind of the, the window. And then I've got 
a few other products where I've got 15% commission. So they can pay a little bit more on something that isn't as labor intensive. So it's actually decent for a physical product, five to 10, 15% for commission, especially since some of these mattresses are hundreds and hundreds of dollars and, and, you know, the same in pounds, it's not a cheap item. So one sale could be worth quite a bit in commission. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it would normally work out maybe 20 to 50 pounds thereabouts per sale. So that's not bad. Yeah. Is that the only monetization that's on the site? There's no, um, ad networks or anything else, just straight affiliate deals? Just affiliate deals. I tried ads briefly, but my monthly view count is quite low relative to the earnings you generate with ads, so it wasn't really worth it. And if someone clicks on an ad to buy a mattress instead of clicking my affiliate link, like I'll get far less earnings for that click. So I decided to just remove the ads and just stick with the affiliate links. Okay, because maybe... it's probably the same advertisers doing the display ads and you're like well shoot just buy through my affiliate link instead yeah yeah and get three pound for an ad click okay and there's no like how to hack your sleep ebook or course or anything like that just straight product reviews to affiliate links there's a few info articles but i haven't really managed to get any traction with them because there's a lot of like big health sites dominate the serps in the uk so you've got like the nhs have articles about different sleeping things so i don't really have much chance for the size of my site of ranking. So I've got them there, but they don't do much for me, unfortunately. What kind of traffic do you see today? So I get about fifteen to 20,000 visitors a month, depending on the time of year. Is there a high time of year for people doing mattress shopping? Yeah, generally kind of December, January when it's cold, because as it's colder, people buy more bedding. And then in the summer, they buy holidays. <laughs> All right. I, I didn't know. Like I, I've learned that there was a busy season in, in pharmacy. I've learned that there's, you know, an engagement season. I've learned, I've learned all sorts of stuff from doing that. I didn't know there's a mattress season. Yeah. <laughs> and that's primarily SEO? Yes. I think it's 90, maybe 95% SEO. Okay. Anything else you're doing on the marketing front? I've now got a freelance link builder who I use. So he's now doing the link building for me. Works kind of like an agency. So he's got a website, it's Outreach Pete. And I can go on there and place an order for links. And then that takes care of that. But it's just that really. I've tried some social media for like Pinterest and things like that. But I just can't seem to get it to, I don't know, get it to work, get it to catch. Whenever I try Pinterest, I get primarily American users. So they're not useful for me as a UK site linking to UK websites. Oh, okay. Say again that name of the link building agency? Yeah, it's outreachpeat.com. Do you think you've reached the ceiling of search traffic for this business? Or is there is there still more ground to conquer here? I think there's still a lot more ground to conquer. There's quite a few of my keywords. I haven't hit the first page yet. Okay. But I'm doing really well with long tails. So there's like one of my articles, it's all about pillows. So I'm trying to rank for best pillow which has a search volume of maybe 6,000. I can't quite remember. And I think I'm on like page five or six for it. But the article is getting maybe three or 4,000 hits a month through long tails. So there's still a lot more I could get from if I managed to get to the first page, but it's proving to be tough. Well, let's talk about that long tail strategy for a little bit. So it's like, man, if I'm targeting this keyword and I'm on the fifth page, on the surface, that sounds awful. Like, what a waste of time. I, I wrote this whole thing and nobody's and nobody's going to see it. But you're saying, well, people are seeing it. 
thanks to these long tail keywords, like what do you do to the article to set it up for these secondary keywords success? I don't try and do anything to over optimize it. I just try and write the best, most useful piece of content I can, because then that should naturally hit all the long tails itself. If there's, because I'll have a look doing the like, as I said, like best pillow space, see what comes up. And if there's bigger ones, I'll maybe put those into H2 tags and talk about them and make sure I mention them. But apart from that, it's just writing long form, thorough, useful content. What counts as long form for you? Generally more than 2,000 words. I think at one point that article was 4,000, but I trimmed it back. So it's maybe 3,000 words just now. Ever outsource any of the writing or is it still all you creating the content? I did briefly at the very early stages. I got a friend of mine who was freelancing to write a few articles, but it's just been me. Apart from that, I experimented again a month or two back getting a freelancer to write some information articles, but because of the problems of getting them to rank when there's so much competition, it wasn't really working out. So, and it's, I've covered quite a lot of the content by now. So it's just as new articles surface, like ones I find, I'll just write them myself. Since I have spent so long researching and writing in the past, it's normally easier and faster for me just to write an article here and there than it is to find a freelancer and train them. You've become quite a sleep expert, I imagine, after researching all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran, at what point did you feel comfortable taking this business full-time? Yeah, so I had, when I started it, I gave myself a one-year goal to get it to £2,000 a month. And if I didn't, I was going to get a real job with my physics degree. So at the time, I was working in a shoe shop just as a retail assistant. So that was the aim because that was enough to cover living expenses and enough that if it got cut, if I got hit with like a Google update or something, I'd still be able to survive on what it was making because I was living still like a student, like super frugally. So it was then after the 12 months, I hit the goal. I got a bit over the £2,000. So then I'd already decided the year past that I was going to take it full time. So I did. Yeah, that's awesome. Keep the expenses low and see if you can build it up to the point where you can cover your expenses and then some. Has it grown since then or kind of still around that level? No, it's kept on growing. It kept on growing through into the high season of the year. So I think I think it got income to double from there and then it kind of fell back down towards the summer and now we're ramping up back to the busy season again. Where do you spend your time on the site now? Is there such thing as a typical day in the life of managing the dozy owl? Now it's pretty minimal. I just kind of keep an eye on the emails and comments. A lot of people comment asking for like specific recommendations and help. So a typical day will be just check the comments, check the emails, check the website still live, maybe have a look at analytics. But then every couple of months, I make sure to go back in to check all the product links are still working. So I have to go through every article and click on every affiliate link to make sure the products are still for sale and they haven't like moved URL. Like Amazon's quite bad for that. They just move listings. So you need to go back through. And then they, they don't tell you when the links are broken. Yeah. I think there's people have made like little programs to do it for you, but I like doing it manually to really make sure. Yeah, I've done a broken link checker plugin. I think that's just what it's called. Broken link checker plugin for, for WordPress, which is helpful. And it kind of crawls through your site and tells you where the <laughs> where the errors are. Absolutely. What do you say? Like, so somebody emails you and says, hey, 
I'm debating between these two products. And you're like, well, I'm not a chiropractor. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a physicist with a part-time blog. Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to those people? <laughs> kind of depends. And normally, if it's something with like a bad back or pain, I always open with, please go to the doctor and speak to them. And then after you've done that, see what their recommendations are. If you want, here's like my article on mattresses for back pain. So you're just going to do it that way because I want them to get the help they need. Right. Yeah. Cover, cover yourself a little bit. Yeah. Anything else? Like, I guess I imagine as new products come out, you got to create pages for those, but it's a slower moving industry. I imagine than something like fashion where, you know, the new season has new shoes and new handbags and stuff to review all the time. Is, is that the case? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. It's a quite slow paced relatively to how often new products and things come out. And then just as they do, I update content or write content appropriately. And I get people emailing me asking to review their products and stuff like that. So I just get to write content as is when is needed rather than so much proactively seeking it as I did in the early days. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Now that the site has a presence, other companies recognize the value that you've built, the audience that you've built and say, well, shoot, you know, add our site to your directory, add our site to your list. Yeah, absolutely. What's next for you? So how are you spending your time if, if it's not taking that much time to manage? Yeah, so I've got another blog I've run now, totally different to that, called moneyonfire.co.uk. And it's just a daily blog post, normally something to do with business or financial independence, doing kind of creative projects and stuff like that. So that's been quite good. That's taken up quite a lot of time. I encourage people to come and subscribe if they want to. And then... Just kind of doing lots of hobby stuff, like like going to the gym and reading and getting to cook nice things for dinner and stuff like that. What are you What are you reading these days? What's the best book you've read this year? Oh, that's a tough one. I have to. I've got a list. I shall consult. I've been trying to read a book a week this year, but I have not been managing. Oh wow! So you got a lot to choose from. Yeah. See, for me, it's like, well, shoot, I only have three or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've managed to read thirty-seven this year so far. You're doing good. Oh, there's a really short one called Art Matters by Neil Gaiman and it was it's just a couple of Neil Gaiman speeches illustrated by Chris Riddle Riddle and it's really small but it's fantastic it's just really inspiring and interesting I think that's possibly been my favorite book of this year art matters we'll check it out so moneyonfire.co.uk is that the fire movement the financial independence retire early movement is huge uh, right now in the states is it is it the same where you are or you're trying to you're trying to stoke the flames a little bit it's bigger than i thought it was here in the uk there are quite a lot of uk fire bloggers already but i don't think it's as big as it is in the states yet but it's getting there it's slowly coming over yeah it's exciting exciting stuff where you could potentially cut you know decades off of your working career the dozy owl .co.uk and moneyonfire.co.uk if you want to check out what Kieran is up to over there. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing kind of the behind the scenes of this really quick ramp up. I know there's a lot of work that went into creating this content, but a pretty quick ramp up to a significant affiliate income with the Dozy Owl and again, making money, making money from sleep. So let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. My number one tip is have patience because it takes longer than you want it to when you're trying to build something online. So I think in my first year of trying to 
actually make money online, I earned £100. But then in the second year, I earned £25,000. So you have to have patience in those early days when things are super slow and take your wins when you earn like $5 or £5 because it will keep going from there. Yeah, absolutely. You can start to compound a little bit and it just, it just, this stuff takes time. So I appreciate you sticking out and having patience with it and sharing your wisdom with the rest of Side Hustle Nation. You're very welcome. All right. We'll catch up soon. Thanks. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. And I've got another phone-in testimonial for you this week. This is Miranda Marquit from PlantingMoneySeeds.com and Adulting.tv. I use FreshBooks and I have been using FreshBooks for several years now. And I love FreshBooks because it gives me the chance to quickly and easily invoice clients and get paid. There are so many great features on FreshBooks from recurring invoices to templates to the fact that I can easily log in and see my dashboard and see who has paid and who needs a reminder to pay me. So FreshBooks is a great way to get paid. The fees are pretty low. And if you choose the e-check option, you can also get a discount on your PayPal fees. So not only does FreshBooks help me get paid faster, it also ensures I save money. Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day free trial today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. All right, my top three takeaways from this call with Kieran. Number one is to think value add. One thing I think Kieran has done really well is in summarizing and distilling the product information and the customer reviews that were already online. As a consumer, I probably don't need to read through hundreds of individual reviews, but if there are certain trends in those reviews, like, hey, this really helped me with my lower back pain or I'm a side sleeper and I've never felt better rested, that would be good to know. And that's one reason I think the Dozy Owl has been successful as an affiliate site. It's not just about reviewing the individual products, but taking that higher level helping strategy of pointing people in the right direction for specific sleep-related problems. A few years ago, I tried to create an affiliate site in the wine niche. This is one of my failed projects. And there was no value add. There was no reason really for anyone to visit the site. It wasn't particularly unique or helpful, and I didn't care enough about the topic to make it unique or helpful. So it just kind of died a slow, quiet death. So that's takeaway number one, to think value add. Takeaway number two is it doesn't take millions of visitors. I was really impressed with Kieran's revenue per visitor figures. I think that's a factor of higher priced products with healthy commissions, but it's also a factor of how he's laid out the site to reach customers at each stage of their decision cycle. He's got content for the top of the funnel person who's just beginning their search, and he's got content for the person who's narrowed down their choices, which he's probably helped them do that, and they're more ready to buy. To be able to make a full-time living from 20,000 visitors a month is pretty encouraging. Now, if you're just starting out, that might seem like a lot of traffic, but in the grand scheme of things, it's attainable. It's not like he came out and said he's got millions of page views or that he went viral or he had some press coverage. It was just following the fundamentals and being smart about his content and marketing. So that's takeaway number two. It doesn't take millions of visitors. Takeaway number three is to think outside the Amazon box. 
When I think of a product review site like this, I naturally assume it's going to be heavily reliant on the Amazon Associates program. And while Amazon's program is great from the standpoint it converts really well as a trusted brand, it's not the only game in town. And this, of course, will depend on your niche, but I really liked how Kieran had diversified his income to not be super reliant on Amazon and how he's expanding the content on his site into new categories to open up new affiliate opportunities. And I've been an Amazon affiliate or an associate for probably 10 years, but I'd be nervous if it was my primary or sole source of income, just as I'd be nervous about having a job as a sole source of income. So test what makes the most sense in your niche and for your audience, but keep in mind you may be able to find more companies to partner with beyond just Amazon through these other affiliate networks like Kieran mentioned, or strike up a private deal offline or you know outside of any network, and that may be even a better deal and have less competition. So that's takeaway number three, think outside the Amazon box. Once again, notes and links from this episode, plus the free downloadable PDF highlight reel with all of Kieran's top tips from the call are at sidehustlenation.com slash Kieran. Again, K-I-E-R-A-N. And if you're feeling inspired and ready to start a blog of your own, check out my free course on how to get set up quickly and inexpensively at sidehustlewebsite.com. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet the guy whose online business is doing 40 grand a month. And it started with growing radish greens. I'll see you then. Hustle on.